You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Jim Stannard grew up listening to the likes of Doc Watson, Bruce Springsteen, and Bob Dylan in Philadelphia in the mid-60s. He even sold his childhood coin collection to buy his first guitar, a Martin D28, which he still plays. Life got in the way and music went on hold. But two years ago, now in retirement, Jim recorded his first album. The experience was so enjoyable he decided to do it again. Here we are two years later talking about his new CD, Color Outside the Lines. Hi Jim, welcome to the podcast. Good uh, Good afternoon. Good to talk to you again. I... Um, we we got to speak a couple years ago, and uh, you uh, had your debut record out, Bucket List, and uh, you are releasing a your sophomore project. So it's exciting to catch up again and and learn about your new music and what's been going on with your career and yeah, all that well, good I'm, stuff. I'm uh, I'm anxious to talk about it. So for those that uh, didn't get to. Um, uh, listen, the last time we talked, or uh, maybe don't um, know who you are quite yet, um, tell me a little bit about, um, you, you've got a, a little bit different journey than, than um, a lot of artists, This this um, uh, the, the, at least the recording aspect of your music career kind of started <laughs> yeah. late in your career. Uh, yes, I, so, um, so I, you know, grew up musically in the 60s and... Uh, you know, listen to live performances of Peter Paul Mary and Bob Dylan. Went to Woodstock, uh, and I played a played a lot of music um, back then. Uh, and then I just, uh, you know, life got in the way. In my mid uh, twenties, I uh, pretty much put the guitar in the closet mm-hmm. and uh, uh, went about uh, raising a family and. Uh, Embarking on a career, uh, and um, but I was, you know, the whole time I'm still was still a huge music fan. Was listening, uh, had songs playing in my head, but uh, I really wasn't participating that much. And about um, a little over ten years ago, uh, when I retired from full time work, uh, I decided to pick up music seriously again. And um, got a couple of fantastic uh, instructors to uh, help get me back on track, and um, uh, that resulted in uh, putting an album together, uh, my first album, uh, about two years ago, uh, called Bucket List, and um, you know, I when I had a Accumulated enough uh, enough songs, uh, I was ready to put out the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, pre pre COVID, have uh, enjoy playing live um, by myself, uh, you know, solo. Mm-hmm. So um, I was writing writing a bunch of songs and testing them out uh, over the last couple of years, and uh, I uh, I got a group that I was uh, was happy with and uh, went uh, went through the process to put the second album together. Mm-hmm. 
you, you mentioned uh, getting some some coaching help the first time around, and and those uh, folks were certainly no uh, slouches in their own right. Um, I remember reading at least one of them was uh, I think uh, the, with the band Winger, right? Um, um, yeah. Well, so right. I, Kip, um, maybe himself. So, yeah. Yeah, Kip Kip Winger from uh, from the band Winger, and uh, who's Grammy nominated classical composer. Yeah. Uh, is um, you know really has been my musical mentor, uh, and uh, over this uh, newer period, and he. You know, produced the first album, has produced this album, uh, really, uh, you know, has guided guided me every step of the way. Um, and I've had a, uh, and also, um, you know, a guy, I've you know, become very good friends with Kip and uh, also good friends with uh, John Skibbick, uh, who is the um, guitarist for the Afghan Wigs. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, John... Uh, Played guitar, you know, did, did all the uh, most of the electric uh, guitar work on the first album and and on the second album. So John's been um, integral in in uh, both of these projects. So those relationships were not um, limited, to, uh, so to speak, from from your first album experience. You've been able to um, uh, maintain friendships with these these fellows along the way. Then, yeah, and it, it, I mean, it really worked out um, it, it, it wasn't really that they that we got together for the album it was the other way around okay. I was working um, working with them uh, I mean Kip for a while you know Kip basically was my vocal coach mm-hmm. and uh, Kip was uh, was giving me input on songwriting uh, John Skibbick was my guitar teacher and you know we were he was also giving me ideas around songwriting, and uh, so you know we've collaborated consistently. Uh, and when it came time to do an album, you know, Kip, I was very fortunate that Kip had the time to do it and was, uh, 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 you know, would, would uh, produce it and do it because I mean he's, he's yeah. <laughs> so amazing at, at what he's able to do there. I don't know, uh, you know. Where else I could have gotten anything? So the, the, the quality that Kip is given. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the early part of your story, I, I can imagine, is not unlike a lot of people who, in their youth, have got the kind of time to 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 piddle with guitar, play guitar, maybe play in garage bands or whatever kind of thing, uh, and, and then encounter life and and life gets in the way, and you pursue career and family, and uh, and for a lot of people, that's that's where it stops. So what? What was the catalyst that pulled you back into the music world and um, brought you to the place where you wanted to pursue this professionally? Well, I think two things. I, I mean, I just I always have been really liked music, and and you know, even though I wasn't playing, I was listening intently, uh, and so it was. You know, it sort of became some unfinished business for me. Um, the other thing is, I I am, you know, passionate about the idea that you can learn new. You know, old dogs can learn new tricks. Mm-hmm. You can reinvent yourself. You can, um, uh, you know, be creative. Uh, 
in retirement, um, I think, because uh, I think a lot of it is, I, I really believe in the 10,000-hour principle that it really is mm-hmm. repetition and work. And, um, you know, you got to put the work in, and you can... Um, you can learn and grow, uh, grow at new things. I, I think a lot of, I mean, I think anybody can do that. And so I was, I was ready for a challenge. I, I read in your bio, and I don't know that we uh, talked about this previously, but there's a quote from Dylan that um, you had mentioned uh, was uh, something special for you too. Um, he not busy being born is busy dying. Um, yep. Oh yeah. That, uh, you know, that, <laughs> little Dylan quotes have just stuck in the corners of my brain, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that one I've carried with that one I've carried with me since college. And I think uh, th- then you went on further to say that you like to weaponize your mistakes and failures and and learn from those. Uh, interesting and and uh, motivational concept. Where where how did that uh, enter your life as a as a way of of moving forward with things? Oh, well, I mean, I, I've been an entrepreneur, um, and which is, you know, which is scary when you're starting, you know, starting a new business or something. (laughs) And, uh, it, you know, as I don't, I didn't grow up as a particularly, uh, high risk taker, you know, I mean, so I mean, I don't think I was, uh, born an entrepreneur, but I, I learned how to do it. And, um, you know, so you, it, it, to, to be able to take risks in a, in a business setting, uh, and take risks with your career, you've got to go in with a mindset that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you fail this time, that's, that's just a learning experience. I mean, you know, you got to go in prepared right. to, to fail. And, you know, and so the, Music, I didn't know how well any of this was going to turn out. You know, what I could have done was, could have ended up being, uh, you know, terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I put in the time and I thought I'd take the risk and uh, see how see how far I could take it. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, at least my, my own bias, too, is I'm quite <laughs> yeah. happy with the results. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so two years ago, at a stage in your life which would be considered retirement age, you release your debut record. Um, what was the post experience of that that encouraged you to to continue with this? That that you know you you mentioned writing, continuing to write songs, and and have enough of a catalog to do it again. Um, the just just that I was playing a lot live, I mean, in, in you know, local local bar settings, mm-hmm. uh, or coffee house settings, um, that I wanted to write, I mean, I really, really got the bug to, to write songs, and uh, I've done some co-writing, but I really actually am more comfortable writing writing by myself, because I... I spend a long time on each song. I mean, I spend six months to a year. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Revising and playing with it and testing it, you know, to an audience, and then going back and changing it around. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so 
so that was really what I was spending that intervening couple of years on. Uh, and, um, you know, when it was only when I got, uh, got enough songs and <laughs> got enough, um, energy to go through the process again and got Kip's agreement to, uh, to do it again. And, yeah. uh, we, we, we took a second shot and I'm, uh, you know, frankly, I was, I was quite happy with the first album. Um, you know, we got some, uh, I got a fair amount of positive feedback, but it did not, uh, you know, sell well at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I got some good reviews, got some radio plays. So, I mean, it was, I got enough positive feedback that I considered it a, um, a first step. I was like, sure. Uh, yeah. And I thought, okay, well, now that I, now that I learned, you know, now that I've done it once, let's see if, uh, let's see if I can do it better the second time. Yeah. Well, not selling well these days is is not so much indicative of of quality of product as it is a sign of times. I'm afraid, you know, it's um, pe- people yeah. are are less likely to purchase music, unfortunately, than they used to be. But um, uh, I I think we're we're in a time now where everything is uh, changing and evolving. So maybe people will return to that. We certainly hope so. <laughs> the um, the new record is uh, Color Outside the Lines. And um, I, I listened to uh, most of it uh, prior to our call. And it's got a very Spanish-Western feel. I can almost hear some of those songs showing up in a John Wayne movie. Was that by design, or is it just the style, and, and it didn't... Uh, was that on purpose? Um, I would say, well, I mean, it's just part of my musical, uh, you know the way I think about things. It wasn't specifically meant to be that. And I mean, there are, you know, there's one song that's, that's very grassy, um, witness protection. There's another one that's a straight rock, mm-hmm. um, song musically. Uh, um, so, um, you know, there's, but I, you know, I grew up with a folk, you know, Dylan and, uh, um, the classic rock and right. the, the you know Tom Rush and uh, the uh, you know the '60s folk group and really influenced my music. So uh, that's kind of how I how I think about stuff. And so that can turn into yeah um, certainly something like Arkansas is a very sort of western sure yeah. western sounding yeah. song. That one was the one I was kind of hearing in my head when I was asking the question it, it definitely feels that way and you got to work with um, some of your childhood uh, musical influence too right with this uh, a couple songs on this record absolutely boy that was that was the biggest thrill for me so um, Peter Yarrow of Peter Paul and Mary yeah um, had, it became a friend of mine through um, some of our joint political interests um, okay. which is political um, in really being concerned about polarization and really, you know, trying to, some organizations that are really trying to figure out how to get uh, get people to, um, you know, not be so tribal, mm-hmm. and, but, but, but more think about, um, you know, what's what's best for the country. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I mean, and, and it's kind of funny because Peter's, uh, you know, Peter's a uh, very thoughtful uh, 
left-wing guy. I mean, he's been that his whole career. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm probably a little more, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat Republican, although somewhat centrist, uh, not, not, not uh, strongly Republican at this point, and I have supported Democrats in the past, so I've kind of been eclectic, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. But, um, so, I mean, our political views are different, uh, but we have really had a passion for the importance of people on the left and the right, or the, you know, the, red, the red voters and the blue voters, just listening to each other and understanding each mm -hmm. other. So, um, from that common interest, uh, I, you know, started talking, we were talking about music and things, and uh, he, uh, um, he liked, he liked uh, the album, uh, some of the songs he liked a lot, and he, uh, he uh, uh, offered to sing on, uh, sing on them, and wow. uh, we, uh, we picked out a couple that we thought fit best because we had the whole album done so this happened oh really uh, okay really, really at the end of the process yeah and and his daughter Bethany is a fantastic singer I've, I've met uh, you know know her sort of through the same circles as I knew Peter right and so she uh, she she and Peter put um, put harmony tracks on top for uh, for two of the songs I'm sure that had to be encouraging, at the least, to to have someone of that musical stature be willing to to participate yeah, in the project. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was. Let's say it made my day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What what were you guys? Did you get to be in the studio together? Did he go in? You know, outside of some. Did you guys actually get to play together? Uh, in, in any part of this? No, no, we have, I mean, he's, I mean, we, before pre-COVID, we have spent time together and we actually have goofed around together a little bit yeah. playing uh, on guitars. But, uh, um, you know, this was done during the COVID lockdown. So right. we, okay. uh, I had the whole record put together. I went to Nashville to, uh, with Kip to Kip's, uh, to do the vocals but we did all the uh, the instruments remotely, uh, the guitar tracks and the drum tracks. Right, okay. And then um, uh, Peter and Bethany uh, recorded uh, remotely from where they are, you know, sheltering. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, what a treat, though. That's that's so cool. So, what uh, is the album out yet? It is. Uh, it is in pre. It's available for pre-sale. Okay. It'll be out October sixteenth. Okay. We're speaking um, early September, so in about a month, month and a half ish. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's uh, available October sixteenth. It is now available for pre-sale um, on uh, on all you know major sites, including. Uh, I mean, you can the easiest place to get it is to go to my uh, website, jimstannardmusic.com. And that's one N, right? S T A N A R D. Music. Correct. Jim Stannard with one N music dot com, and you can pre-order. We have a contest uh, where there are um, uh, there's a drawing for a Taylor guitar. Oh, the, cool! Okay. Among the uh, signed signed by uh, Kip, uh, me, and Peter. Okay. Oh, neat. Uh, for the. Uh, um, Anybody pre-orders gets put in a raffle there, and we have some uh, signed uh, CDs 
CDs from me and Peter for, for the first, uh, I, I forget how many, uh, pre-orders. Um, and, uh, and we also then have one of the songs coming out as a single um, before the album, and I'm not exactly sure is the date of that, that that song is Home which is one that uh, Peter sings on. Oh, neat. Okay, yeah, I, I listened to that. I like that, too. That's. Uh, will there be a video? Yes. Uh, we got... I I, uh, I went out... We, we've got four videos recorded. Okay. Um, That's and, fun. Uh, home, home being the first one. We oh. also have one for... And as we release these as singles, we'll be releasing the videos. We have a video for Arkansas. Okay. Very cool. Well, that's neat. Jim and I'm I'm glad that you did it again and uh, I, I'm I'm guessing that that, that that maybe there'll be a third one sometime. I'm still I'm st- well. This is you know as you know this this takes a lot of a it lot does. of effort to to do this. Um, but on the side, I'm st- I'm starting my new batch of uh, songs. Yeah, so. good. <laughs> that's going to take a while given that the, how long I take to write them but, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, every two years is not bad so that's good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about it and um, again the, the new record is Color Outside the Lines and uh, out uh, mid-October people can uh, pre-order on your website and we certainly wish you well with it Jim thanks thank you Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.